Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension School, Part 26. In today's episode, we will be talking about the ins and outs of the Akashic Records and how to access them for yourself. Welcome, my friends. This is my very first Ascension School episode for 2023. It's going to be an amazing year and I wanted to launch it off by telling you a little bit about my experiences, all of the things I learned doing several Akashic Records inventory sessions over the last few weeks. I, of course, have taken an interesting route to the place that I am today and I have to start off by letting you know I have no formal training or certification in the Akashic Records. Everything that I have learned about the records is from personal experience. And that's actually something I'm telling you to help you feel empowered. As many of you know, my theme for 2023 is to facilitate empowerment and sovereignty so that you can accomplish these tasks, these different goals that you have without a middleman, that you can do them on your own and gather when you feel drawn, but really feel empowered. So again, uh, as I mentioned, My journey through the Akashic Records began slowly. I learned little by little how to get there, what to do, and I always felt this really sense of love and support from my guides as I did so. They were never telling me I did something wrong. I was able to take baby steps with them, and it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. So fast forward to where we are today, where again, I was honored to be able to accompany many, many people through their Akashic Records, and I would like to just take you step by step through my process of doing that so that you understand where I was coming from, kind of the big picture behind Akashic Records work, and then maybe you can experiment yourself. So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about the intention behind the Akashic Records work that I was doing, and then kind of maybe your intention overall, like you're going to have different intentions every time you go in there. My intention for this particular set of sessions was to do more or less an inventory to deal with those records and those contracts that would help the person shift the most into their best and highest timeline. And that means that we were not only initiating new contracts, but we were also releasing old contracts or contracts that were ready to come to completion is one way I like to put it. A lot of times when you go into the records, you think of things like cutting cords or what's my contract with a specific person, right? That's a really common way to use the records. What do I need to do for my job or where should I move or who's coming forth as you know my twin flame or my soulmate? Now, all of those things are really fun things you can do in the Akashic records, but in many of the sessions I did, there were very, very big picture types of actions that we took that were associated with ancestral contracts, things that were on a bigger level, a higher level that didn't just affect people in this life, but they affected them in many lives in their soul journey and the soul journey of, again, their like their DNA, their ancestral lines. But as we headed into the records, again, we set that intention and that intention was very clear. I declared that to the guides. I called in each person's guides, especially the guides that would be most helpful for them during the journey of the Akashic Records. A few of the reasons why I include the guides are to help calibrate their energy. 
when you go into the records, this isn't just about your soul. This is about what your physical body is going to be receiving as a result. Our physical body can hold things inside its cells and DNA that are associated with the Akashic records. That kind of makes sense because if you think about different patterns and programs that are running, they are embedded in the physical essence of ourselves, not just our energetic essence. And so as we were headed into the records, I always set the intention that we would calibrate the physical body properly so that whatever was done would be fully integrated by the body. So if we released it in the records, that the body would also be able to release it and be convinced that it was done. And that if we released it or initiated it, uh, rather, that the body would be convinced that it would be initiated. So if it was something like abundance and you did it in the records, but your body was like, no, 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 I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like, I'm not ready to do that. Then it's really not going to take hold completely and manifest itself in the physical world. Something I discovered when I was doing the Atlantean past life regressions as a side note was super fascinating to me. And what the guides came forward and said was, your body does not need to be in Akashic Records and sometimes you treat it as one. You feel like you have to store everything that you've ever done or experienced, including all the traumas in your body for some reason. There's this program that's telling you to do that. This is not conscious. This is subconscious stuff I'm talking about here. But essentially what they said was, your Akashic records hold everything you've ever done in your soul's journey throughout your expansive experiences as a soul. And this includes all the trauma. So when we say we are releasing trauma from past lives, does it go away from our records? No, it does not go away from our records. But it is stored there in a way that relieves our physical body from having to carry it. Those are the things that trigger our nervous system because we're still storing them within, again, within our cells, within the systems of our body. So that was very fascinating. Again, the guide said, your body is not an Akashic Records. That's what your Akashic Records are for. It does not need to be a holding container for those things. Can we pick and choose things from the Akashic Records to keep in our bodies? Yes, because several times what I was doing in the records, and it was kind of like this side thing that they had me do, not just release record, release contracts and initiate contracts, but also call in certain templates that were already held by somebody that weren't activated yet. And I believe we were literally bringing into the physical body a remembrance and an essence of something that was already there in the records that was ready to be held. Uh, the vibration was ready to be held by the cells of the body. So we're not only releasing and uh, inviting things into through the records, we're doing that into the physical body. Because it's kind of like a, I guess I see it's kind of like a mini record, like a mini Akashic records. Like you can be, uh, you know, in the, in the place where you're ex exercising your free will to hold in the body what you would like for your greatest and highest good. But it's this self-awareness piece that is critical to moving forward in a way that is going to keep you aligned with your highest timeline with regards to what we store in our body, the memories and the, and the records that we have really quick access to in our bodies. That's kind of the way I see it. So again, 
we invite the guides in, we invite them to calibrate the physical body. And I usually, usually use light language. I'm going to talk about light language a lot because light language is so helpful. So if you're able to do it yourself, it's a really quick way to align yourself, calibrate yourself and get yourself to a place that feels like you can step into the records with confidence and trust. So again, calibration is one of the most important things that you can do as you head into the records. I know for a fact there are different people who teach different methods to get into the records. Some of you have literally taken courses, certification to get into the records. And my personal style, because I know some people have like a prayer that you do when you go into the records, my personal style is to do it energetically and with light language where I will create a portal of white light. It's very simple. A portal, and that portal is as long or as short as it needs to be. In other words, it's almost like a tunnel, than a, more than a portal. And I would take the person through the portal, and this could take a few seconds, this could take a few minutes, and I would tell them, we need you to stay in this tunnel of light. Because what this tunnel of light is doing is essentially calibrating them to fully step into the records. Just like what the prayer would do. Prayer is the same thing. Prayer is a way to calibrate. All right. So imagine that portal. We would arrive at the entrance of the records. Now, before we stepped into the records, any time from the point where we first began what we were doing until we got to the door of the Akashic Records, it was different for every single person. I would always make sure to call in any soul aspects, soul fragments, parts of them from all times, space, dimensions, anywhere that were going to have a similar intention of doing work in the records that was was essentially affecting all of them, all the parts of them. So I didn't set the intention that a part of them would come forward that wasn't ready to step into a new vibration because the common thread between all the parts of you that should be at the records at that time is that you all desire and have a unified intention of raising your vibration, to be completely honest. That's what I usually do with people. It's not going to be lowering the vibration. It's raising the vibration into the next highest timeline. So you will want to include all those parts of you because many parts of you were had a part and parcel with that particular contract. They were involved in it somehow. We don't understand all of this. Or we don't need to. Let's put it this way. We don't need to understand all of this, but the way that I say it, it's just the way to make it most effective. Because if you don't include those parts of you, sometimes it's not going to take effect. It's not going to take hold as strongly. That being said, not only is it important to call in the parts of you that would benefit and that are on board with all of this, but it's also something to think about to let parts of you who aren't quite ready to move forward with this work, to sort of stay in the wings, to sit in, I call it the waiting room, (laughs) just to stay outside the records. Because I felt as I was approaching the Akashic Records with certain people, little parts of them that were like, ah, panic attack. Honestly, that's what I felt. And I would go, oh, hi, hi, are you a little bit scared to go to the Akashic Records? Yes, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to see, I don't want to do, I don't want to do. And it was a lot of times like an inner child part of them. And I would say, okay, well, we have this place for you right out here that you can sit and you, know, you can call in guides to be with them and to comfort them. And 
how do we move forward with that? Well, what happens is once we're done in the Akashic Records, I just set the intention that when we're finished, that part of the person will receive drop by drop the effects of what we did so that they're not, it's not like a fire hose to them because this part is a little bit overwhelmed and that's okay. This part is a little uncomfortable and that's okay. Something that came through in a session, I have to just share this really fun little piece of information that I learned that is, I think, applicable to everybody. And that is as we step into non-duality, we are able to experience two conflicting sensations at the same time, two conflicting emotions at the same time. We're really honestly learning how to do that. I feel like a lot of people resist that. And so we're not, we're feeling discomfort and comfort at the same time. We're feeling resistance and total acceptance at the same time. And so we're allowed to put those parts outside and still move forward with the parts of us that want to do it. It's okay. We can feel inadequate and adequate at the same time. We cannot trust and trust at the same time. This is not duality. This is not all or nothing. This is not black or white. They are not mutually exclusive. We are multidimensional beings. And it's possible to experience two things at the same time. Okay, so that's just a little side note that I thought was a fun little learning that came through. So stepping into the records was so fun because I would have the person be standing there. And of course, if I'm with them and their guides are with them, then I've kind of set the intention we're automatically permitted to go in because technically your vibration is the match to your records and that's why you're the only one allowed in there unless you give permission for someone else to come. But by us being with them and and setting that intention, I automatically, you know, the guy the guides, the Kashuk record keepers know that we are there to help. And so the person would stand in front. It was kind of like one of those motion sensor doors for a lot of the records where it wasn't like, oh, I have a key or I have to say abracadabra or magic words or anything. It was like the Akashic records were alive and they were like, oh, hi, friend. And they were just like, open. And then the person stepped in. It kind of read their energy signature, essentially. And they stepped in and then they said, hey, these are my friends are with me. And then we stepped in and then the little... Akashic record portal sort of closed behind us. And there we were in the Akashic records, taking in what it looks like. Now, what do the Akashic records look like? I'm going to describe for you some of the ways I've seen Akashic records, but I want you to know something, friends. Your Akashic records can look like anything you want them to look like. It is your reality that you are creating. So don't think that if you walk in and have this this vision drop into you, or even just a sensation, you might not see a lot, but you might feel and have a knowing, it's going to be however it needs to be for you. So take this with a grain of salt, but I am going to demonstrate, or I'm going to share a few things with you of what I felt in different Akashic Records scenarios. So we step into the Akashic Records. The most common way for them to look is like a library with shelves, with books and scrolls on the shelves. That's the number one, hands down, most common way for them to look. I always feel there's an Akashic Records keeper there. I set the intention that they're there. So when you walk in, I would definitely ask to have your record keeper right there because otherwise you're like, what the heck is going on? And you get lost. It's like, what's what do I do now? And they're there to really direct you to what what's best for you to do at that time. So you have your Akashic Records keeper. Everybody, Everybody's Akashic Records keeper is a different being. 
okay? Some people's look like a grandma. Some look like, like an interdimensional, like a shaman. Like everybody's looks different. And you know what? My personal opinion is they can change. They can change like what they look like for you. I think they come to you the best way for you to see them. And there's probably more than one, even though like at, in, in the way I was doing it, I was only seeing almost one at a time. But I feel like your Akashic records are so big. There's little Akashic record worker bees, <laughs> like worker beings all over the place doing different things. I've actually walked into Akashic records where there were cobwebs and we were like, okay, we're doing a cleanup. And it was the funniest visual to have. But that's what we were doing with this inventory. And that's the intention I set, even though not for all of them, it wasn't like we were dusting. We were definitely like led to a cleanup place. And so I said to the Akashic records keeper, you know, can you please lay out the records we need to work with on like a table or a surface of some kind? It didn't always come through that way, but it was essentially, I, I knew that they were saying, go there. And so they would point to me. And I am of course visual with a lot of what I do. And sometimes it's just clear, clear sentience or clear cognizance that informs my visuals. So I might be like, I might hear the words, there's a table over there. And then I'll walk over the table and see it in my mind. And then I'll hear the words, there are four quad, there are four objects on that table that you will work with today. A lot of people went in and worked with like what's manageable in one session, I believe is like maybe two or three, sometimes four things. And most of the time, what we do is an equal amount of releasing and initiating new contracts. So what that looks like is, a lot of times like a book or a record. And then I'll feel the presence of a being sometimes with a book or record. That kind of gives me a hint as to what we're going to do. So when I felt an ancestral energy step forward, I was like, oh, this one has to do with the ancestral contracts. It's like, yep, it does. And so I would be there and we would open the record. We would look at it. Sometimes you don't even see it, but you get a feeling of what it's about. So it would be like, oh, this particular record is about a sort of a contract of captivity, slavery, um, you know, unworthiness, whatever it was. And then I would hear the words like, you've been given permission on behalf of your entire ancestral line to release this contract. Do you agree? A lot of things in the Akashic records are semi-official and energetically in order to seal and complete I like to call it that because then it makes you feel like I'm not going to do something wrong. I don't want you to feel like you can do something wrong there. Okay. You can't do something wrong there. Just say to your guides, please help me if I make a mistake here or not a mistake. If I, if I do something that's not in completion or not in alignment, will you please go behind me and sort of help me out and correct? Kind of like they're your training wheels. Okay. You don't have to feel like you're going to mess up. So again, what I do to bring something into completion, because you're going to be there and you're going to be like interacting with the contract. And you're going to say, okay, whoa, this is a contract about this. Oh, I feel like it's time to release it. And you're going to feel your ancestors like, yes, 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 yes. Can you do this? Yes. We want this too. And you're going to, a lot of times it's a signature. You just picture it in your mind. You can even use your physical hand and draw a signature. And always at the end of anything that I do that I feel like needs completion, I just have you place your hand on your heart and repeat the words. And so it is three times. For some people, I would make sure that they said, and so it is, in their native language, or you can even do it in light language. Sometimes it actually takes like a physical movement as well. So if you feel drawn, whatever you feel drawn to do, the intention is to make whatever you do uh, create this feeling of completion. It seals what you did above and below, right? Within and without. 
it seals the work that you did in the Akashic Records. The same thing when you initiate a contract. If you feel like a new contract has come before you, then you're going to do that as well. It may look like words on a piece of paper. There are so many different kinds of records. I actually don't even know if I have time to tell you all the ways I saw records. I saw books. I saw scrolls. I saw objects. I saw these like technology, like discs. I saw like records, little records that looked like they were um, like a contract, but it was like a program and a contract all wrapped into one. Needless to say, there are a myriad ways that your contracts can appear to you. This is, has to do with the way that their records appear to you. Some people's records did not look like a library. They looked like this really futuristic memory bank. Some people's records, and this, this came through a few times, looked like I was inside a big brain. I am not kidding you. I walked in and it felt organic. And I saw these like, literally like nerves or these these tubes of of veins almost of knowledge and information and flowing in and out and I literally felt like we walked into this soft spongy substance like a brain and I was like wow this is like a big brain and I was like oh yeah that makes sense it's like our brain is a microcosm of the macrocosm of the Akashic records and then not to get too far out there but I do have to say that over the last little bit I've gone to these other kinds of records. I've gone to these, uh, this is one that came through a while back, what I called proto-Akashic records. Some people have a skill to work with proto-Akashic records, which I feel are very, they're micro-Akashic records to the point like nanoparticles is what you're dealing with in there. And then there were these macro-Akashic records that were like multiversal Akashic records that were kept the records for like, the, the universes. So there has to be galactic Akashic records in the universe, but then we went way out. So I don't know if any of you are having like a contract to work within any of those records, but I want to open your awareness to the fact that they do exist. And as you get to know your own personal records, you will become more adept at working with those other records that are could potentially be records on behalf of the collective, right? Records on behalf of the whole gal- galaxy, the whole universe. It's really fun, my friends. Play, have fun. This is my one motto is always have fun. If you take it too seriously, you literally tense up your body and your channel is shut down unless you unless you really loosen up everything. So those are just some of the tidbits about the Akashic Records. Now, again, there was more and maybe I'll drop that into another another episode. But for now, I feel like that is sufficient to describe to you what's going on so really quickly taking the journey back from when you feel like you're complete I literally hear the words you're complete and I always set the intention that we do enough but not too much for the body we walk back through we thank everyone who came and we release them back to where they came from our guides our soul fragments any parts of us send everybody back (laughs) to where they came from and then you walk back through and you gather up those parts of you that you had kind of set outside in the waiting room, you walk back through the tunnel. This is key. You walk back through the tunnel. You might use light language, whatever you need to do to integrate, and you settle back into your body and you anchor, anchor, anchor. You integrate, integrate, integrate. You could sleep. You could listen to music. 
You could keep a guide or two with you by your side and say, hey, could you just help me finish integrating over the next few hours while I go about my daily life? Because it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard and you can multitask. We're multidimensional beings. All of this doesn't have to take 17 hours of meditating, okay? So that is, in a nutshell, in a brief 20-ish minutes, some of the things I've learned about the Akashic Records. Now I have something exciting to share with you. Because of the fact that I felt like these were so important, I want to empower you to do this yourself, but I am still here and I would be honored to assist you to go through your records side by side with you if you feel drawn. I have opened up a few more sessions over the next two months. I've actually opened it for January and February. My guides are like, Let's get people trained on this. And my intention is, again, not I'm the expert. I'm going to show you. It's like, I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm like your mentor. And then I'm going to set you free. And you can do this. You can do this. You've got this. You can do this work for yourself and others. And then exponentially, more and more and more people on this planet will learn how to work through those things, releasing these all these things that we're trying to work through with like talk therapy, which is important, which is important. But we're taking it to the very root of those energies and helping you make shifts in quantum leaps. We are not doing baby steps anymore. We have the capacity. We have the ability. We have the power to make quantum leaps in this coming year. And this is one of the ways we can do it by learning about the Akashic Records. Okay, my friends, I'm so excited for this coming year. I I cannot tell you how amazing it is to co-create with you at every level and any level. One of the ways is through the gatherings that I have. And if you want to dabble in some of those gatherings, I encourage you to check out the link below where I have a list of all the gatherings I have. I have new gatherings for 2023. I have the ones, some of the ones I've done before. And lastly, of course, something that I'm thrilled to do is offer my light language mentorship. This comes up twice a year. I'll be doing it once now and once in September. I have two amazing light language mentors that I'll be co-creating with, Antoinette of Flow with Antoinette and Allie Tucker, who is also on Instagram. These two amazing, amazing light language channels, very gifted light workers, will be co-creating with me in the container of the mentorship program. I will be accepting 20 people total in January, 20 people total in September. And this is by and large one of the biggest questions I get how do I activate my light language? First of all, it's you light, you activate it, right? Yourself. But these containers will facilitate that activation. Will they enhance your ability to go to the Akashic Records? Absolutely. Will they enhance your ability to channel? They will. And since that's a theme for 2023, my theme, it's my theme. You can have your own theme, but one of my themes, and you can, you can have this theme as well, is to really enhance your clairs so that you can get all those downloads, direct connections. Light language has been an avenue for so many people to do that. All right, my friends, I am going to bring this episode into completion with extreme gratitude and I'm sending you so much love. And finally, as always, I'm reminding you that I am you and you are me and we are we. And so it is.